Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews of the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all the things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge... Or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater. Or just want to hear some thoughts on a classic or foreign film. The Ray Taylor Show has you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes. And let's dive into the world of film and television together. This episode, I am reviewing and talking about the film On the Count of Three. Came out last year, two years ago now, I guess, as it's 2023. Came out in the year 2021. The directorial debut of Gerard Carmichael, a stand-up comedian and somebody that I'm excited to see take on many more projects that are outside of stand-up comedy. Uh, This movie written by Ari Katcher and Ryan Welsh. A great movie. A great movie. Uh, This movie is Gerard Carmichael makes his directorial debut on Count of Three. It's a uh, dark, very dark comedy slash drama about two best friends, Val, who's played by Carmichael, and Kevin, who's played by Christopher Abbott, on the last day of their lives. There are trigger warnings for this for uh, suicide and self-harm, so... You have been warned of the subject matter that is part of this movie. Uh, I would say it's a very relatable dark comedy for somebody that may have suffered suffering with severe depression. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it definitely turns into more of a drama with kind of road trip elements throughout. Uh, so it's you know not all it's definitely starts as a dark comedy but as things kind of start to unravel uh it becomes more of a dramatic film more of in many ways like a western you know where they are on the run you know causing trouble and then things start to unravel and then they're on the run uh and definitely told in a in a fashion that is very similar to like a road story a lot of these smaller events all strung together with them driving from place to place on this quote-unquote last day of their life. Uh, and beautifully filmed movie, well-told story by, by Gerard Carmichael, you know, for a directorial debut. It's definitely uh, feels like a confident director uh, at the helm, well-told story, writing a line uh, that is very precarious between comedy, dark comedy, and the subject matter of not only suicide, but also guns and uh, mental health and in general and all of those things. Um, so I think those people, anybody that has a dark sense of humor, uh, maybe suffering from depression themselves. I know a lot of people, including myself, who suffer from depression or maybe bipolar, uh, tend to have, sometimes tend to have as a coping mechanism, a dark sense of humor to help cope and to help deflect in a lot of ways uh so i think if that is the type of person you are you'd probably really enjoy this movie i loved this movie 
uh, despite the fact it being dark and, you know, not necessarily a happy ride. Uh, but uh, a great movie that I think handles and talks about a lot of serious topics that we are currently dealing with in this country. Uh, dealing with this movie talks about a lot of important topics that we're dealing with. Uh, but the film follows the story of Val, uh, is depressed, Val played by Gerard Carmichael, depressed blue collar worker, and his best friend Kevin, who recently attempted suicide. So Kevin is in a facility, uh, seeking, a, receiving treatment, as it were, uh, where Val is, you know, quits his job, definitely wants to, to end things. Uh, quits his job and helps Kevin escape uh, the psychiatric hospital. Uh, and uh, they make a pact to kill each other at the end of the day. Starts off at the beginning of the day, but uh, Kevin kind of flinched at the last second. The whole title of this film is due to that, that initial, uh, them initially going to kill each other. Um, and uh, so since they are waiting to do the deed at the end of the day. Uh, this is what their last day is. Um, and that's what this movie is, following them on their last day as they're doing the things that they would do, might do, knowing that they would not see tomorrow. So, and, and, and done so in, in very much a road trippy kind of a, a fashion. Um, and along with their mental health events, uh, the mental health events of the film, uh, it's, you know, everything kind of starts to spin out of control. Um, and the questions of how it will all end uh, for them is uh, kind of at hand. How will this actually end? And uh, it's, it's an interesting movie told in a very interesting way. Of course, I say definitely starts off with very dark humor. Uh, and very heavy subject matter, obviously. Suicide, attempted suicide is a very serious issue that, you know, people suffer with far too often. The access to mental health care in this country is laughable. The quality of care, if you're able to receive it, is variable. You know, not everybody who is able to get treatment receives the same treatment as somebody who may have uh you know unlimited funds and uh also the idea of these tools that are you know just uh saturated in our society these tools that are specifically designed to end human life to end life in general and how those tools could be used to uh, affect oneself or affect others peoples in a very irreversible dramatic way and i think this movie definitely tackles all of those things uh in in a very tactical way i think it does in a very honest way and re a very revealing way and i think this movie definitely accomplishes walking that razor's edge of trying to touch on all of those very big subject matters and while also telling a very compelling story. Uh, I myself struggle with severe depression. I've struggled with severe depression off and on my entire life. I am self-diagnosed bipolar. 
mainly because I was recently made aware of other ways mania presents itself that I recognized in myself. And, uh, you know, the, the depression side of bipolar is something that was fairly easy to identify. Uh, not only just the, the severe depression, but also having suicidal thoughts off and on since middle school. Um, you know, so it's definitely, you know, and everybody's different. People, you know, present their their situation differently, whether it's, you know, just somebody who is severely depressed or somebody who's suffering with bipolar or somebody who may be having more of a temporary depression because life is a crazy existence and there is an infinite amount of ways to experience this reality and at any given moment events can happen to drastically change a person's mental health status uh and um you know somebody who may never have experienced depression may experience an event in their life that would traumatize them and send them into uh you know severe depression and I think this movie does a great job at highlighting the different types, different ways in which depression may manifest itself, whether it be a long-term issue that's been a struggle for somebody's entire life or somebody who has, you know, experienced recent events coupled with maybe their past history that is sending them down this uh, dark path. So I, I think this movie does a great job at, at doing that. And for me personally, I can't speak for everybody, but for me personally, you know, comedy and using dark comedy and trying to make jokes of a thing that is a very serious subject. But, you know, it's, it's definitely a coping mechanism that I think I am not alone in um, kind of expressing that or using that as a tool to to help me cope with and but you know i I would imagine turning things like that into uh, a source of of humor for other people is not necessarily the most healthy way to deal with severe issues but i think this movie uh does a great job at illustrating and highlighting all of those different things and showing uh and being pretty pretty honest to the potential right the the potential that where you could see something like this um you know maybe happening potentially um and even though i've had severe depression off and on throughout my life suicidal thoughts different moments in my life i've never acted on that i've never attempted definitely have found comfort in thinking knowing that I could potentially have a way to just, you know, call it, call it a day, call it a life, you know, and in Gerard Carmichael's character has a moment like that. His thought of not waking up the next day was a source of great comfort for him. Um, So there's things that these characters say that I, very relatable, I would say. 
Um, and even though I've never necessarily acted on those, I know people that have uh, attempted and succeeded at suicide. And, you know, it's a tragic thing that people can do to themselves that affects everybody around them. And, you know, I think there's a lot of ways in which our society could improve to help avoid those tragic things. In addition to offering, you know, suicide hotlines and things like that, I personally, when I've been in those mind states, the idea of reaching out is the farthest thought, you know. But uh, for some people, definitely is, is a thing. But I think there's way more that can be done than just a simple suicide hotline, which obviously is a very valuable tool that a lot of people use. But I think mental health in general is something that as a society, as a country, as a government, we could do way better. And that's not even talking about the cultural stigma of having or acknowledging that you have mental health problems. Uh, you know, we have a vast, a huge population of this country who, you know, thinks that ignoring a problem is the only way to solve it or that you're a weak person for suffering with these things and that you just need to toughen up and suck it up and and keep moving on which is the the worst you know i mean it's just like telling somebody who's got a two by four sticking out of their head they just need to suck it up and and move on with their life don't worry just ignore that two by four that's sticking in your head it's just it's kind of ridiculous that as a culture uh we we don't i think things are getting better i think people allowing people being open to discussing their mental health issues is becoming more accepted but i think there's still a big portion of our population that would rather pretend like it doesn't exist or just group all of those people together as being some kind of weak uh people which is sad, which is very sad. Uh, but this movie does a great job to illustrate and all of those, uh, you know, expose all of those things. Um, and one of these characters, so you have Kevin on the other side of this who is traumatized by someone who was meant to help him, like om only making things worse for him. And you really see the differences that Val and Kevin have as far as how this situation is how they're dealing with or or managing these these depressive thoughts especially as the movie goes on you see very clearly how they're clearly dealing with this in a very different way um and this movie also shows just how dangerous um a person's mental state can manifest itself when they have access to guns when they have access to tools widely available that are designed to end life you know whether you have a history of mental health issues or you suffered a traumatic event you have post-traumatic stress you have some big major thing happen in your life and you feel like there's only one way out. There's only one answer to a thing. And you have this tool that 
is able to cause massive destruction it's it's a horrible combination of things that it's sad that so many people in an effort to maintain their toy this tool this thing that only profits gun manufacturers this thing that people delusionally think is going to help protect them or stop them from receiving a bullet you know from them being shot this tool to think that to use mental health as the excuse to deflect from the responsibility of the tool while also not wanting to do anything to actually treat mental health it's sad it's sad that mental health is being used as an excuse to divert blame from the tool and then on top of that not wanting to actually do anything to improve mental health because yeah mental health you would have to be in a poor mental state to use a gun in order to kill people to kill massive amounts of people but life is a crazy thing and your mental health can change in an instant it only takes one major life event for a brain that had no problems had all of the safety requirements very responsible gun owner only takes one event one event in an unpredictable life to happen in order for that person to become mentally unstable and to use that tool that at one point was in the possession of somebody who was mentally well and highly trained only takes one event for that brain to then be the person that is the scapegoat to allow gun manufacturers to continue to profit. And I think this, this movie does, you know, illustrates and discusses a lot of those things without being heavy handed, just showing you this last day in the life of these two friends. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspire Disorder Plus. So you go inspiredisorder.com slash plus. Sign up. $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members-only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced. Hundreds of episodes countless different podcasts you also get access to my personal blog a new blog comes out every week in addition to that you get my creative writing that i'm releasing you also get access to asking me anything 14 years of experience podcasting i've been creating art my entire life i've been using photoshop since middle school and you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else so those are the benefits for signing up for inspired disorder plus and now let's get back to the show and it also shows how intoxicating guns are right shows a character who is anti-guns knows the danger of guns and when given the opportunity to kind of go to a shooting range and play around with it sees how intoxicating it is his mind is blown why more americans aren't happier because it instantly makes him happy to be able to have that kind of power in his hands. Meanwhile, a lot of gun owners are very angry people. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe in certain situations they're happy, but definitely uh, in my comments, uh, whenever I bring up guns, 
they seem to be very angry and hostile. Uh, don't want their toys to get taken away. Uh, and, you know, and then, like I said, this movie shows how a person's mental health can change. An attitude can change. Uh, and access to a gun can change. And all those are very important topics in the U.S., in America. Uh, and all the while, we're seeing this kind of play out between these two friends, which is a great friendship as well. You s believe in their, you buy their friendship, you see how they've been for each other through their life, helping each other out, despite having their mental health issues, despite having uh, less than you know, less than uh, enjoyable life. They've been there for each other. So it's a very interesting story, doing a lot of things, tackling a lot of things, and told through uh, this friendship. You know, and then, uh, then they, they find each other. They're both, you know, throughout life, they've done a good job at, at kind of redirecting their paths away from destruction and in this movie they're kind of set on the same path in a lot of ways for most of this movie uh and it's just you know beautiful tragic movie that you know starts off very dark comedic which you know tonally dark comedy and then it goes to like kind of a sad tragic end in some ways uh maybe happy ends for some things maybe at least, you know, at least catharsis maybe in some situations. Uh, but I want to talk more in depth about this movie, which is going to mean that I'm going to spoil this movie. So if you haven't watched the movie, highly recommend it. If what I've said interests you, definitely a great movie. I would watch it. Can't wait to see what Gerard Carmichael come, does next as a director or as an artist in general. Uh, but I'm going to get into spoilers uh, and this movie, starting off, starts off with these two guys counting down the name of the movie, Count of Three, is Gerard Carmichael breaking his friend out of out of uh, the psychiatric place. And they're going to kill each other. He has two handguns, and they're standing outside of a strip club during the middle of the day when they know strip club's going to be empty. And counting down, they're going to shoot each other in the head at the Count of Three, which is a ridiculous plan. Right, because bullets go pretty fast, and if you pull the trigger slightly before the other person, like maybe they're pulling the trigger on three versus on zero, you know, a lot of things can go wrong. Obviously, it doesn't happen, uh, and they they come up with the idea: we should wait. At the end of the day, we'll do it. Um, you know, one already kind of starting to have second thoughts. I think Kevin. Right. Let's just wait to the end of the day. Uh, one of the many comedic moments when they're driving. Right. You have <clears throat> Val driving his Jeep, his yellow Jeep and uh, and Kevin putting on Papa Roach, cut my life into pieces. And just how Val is like, you can't play a song that is literally saying the things that you're thinking emotionally. Right. You can't. Even though, as for me, in my 20s, I love Papa Roach. You know, it's a great, like, angry, emotional type of music uh, for, you know, a 20-year-old kid who's just angry at the world. Um, 
but also kind of funny how it the lyrics for that song are you know just like narrating the the emotional thoughts of somebody who is suicidal um when they're at the restaurant there's a scene where they run into uh kevin runs into his old bully from school which is like just like and he's like a bully that treats him as if they were good friends back in school like as like as if kevin being picked on was part of their friendship and this asshole has now grown up to not only serve in the military where as a culture we're you know programmed and groomed to thank people in the military for their service right so you have to like by default show this person respect meanwhile he's not a better person uh and he's living this perfect life where he's got a wife and a kid and they're going to the lake and he's got a boat and it's just like you have this guy who was picked on in high school picked on in school suffered with depression his whole life suicidal and you see an asshole just kind of living the great life having a good life and it's just it's kind of hilarious you know because it's like insult to injury which is great fodder for uh dark comedy um but he decides that he wants to kill as they have this last day uh you know to do the things right they get out of the restaurant and Gerard's like i'm surprised you didn't do anything this is your last day alive and you had an opportunity to knock that guy out or do whatever you wanted to and you didn't do it. And Kevin kind of freaks out and he's like, you know, realizes that like, yeah, this is my last day. What do I want to do with this one day left knowing that I don't have to suffer any repercussions because I'm not going to be around tomorrow, right? And he decides he wants to go kill a psychiatrist, which we find out it's like it's not it's not specifically it's like obliquely referred to it's implied that he was molested by his therapist as a child and then later on we see a flashback so the psychiatrist played by henry winkler which was kind of a like as far as casting for that kind of crazy right i love henry winkler he's great in barry amazing actor um but when they kind of which i appreciate i've heard people criticize that flashback that happens later on in the movie where we see henry winkler talking to young kevin telling him that you know he suffers with depression life is going to be very difficult for him and then he kind of just moves right into basically setting up to molest him right they don't show up but they they definitely are implicit in showing that that is what he did right because it's only implied you don't really know it could easily be that he's just upset that the therapist didn't fix him right but actually seeing that he took advantage of this kid who already is going to have a horrible life in order to even make even abuse him even more just absolutely disgusting really highlighting the fact that this this person who was meant to help this child only made things even worse for him, right? Really setting him up to be the monster, which, you know, when they go to kill him, it makes you 
on there makes you sympathize with them a lot more. Not necessarily agree with what they're doing, how they're going about it, but it's like, okay, you know, you don't have, it takes away the sympathy you might have because there's that, that, that doubt that you have that maybe that wasn't what he did. But when they clarified, it's like, okay. But they go to the psychiatrist initially and while they're waiting, they go, the receptionist, as bubbly as possible, right? Another hilarious moment, right? They're about to do this horrific thing, right? And would hope to expect a receptionist that is cold and dismissive, but she's the most bubbliest woman. She's like, yeah, I'll go get him right away. And, of course, he's not there. But while they're waiting, they have a little discussion about how like Val is like, you know, they're just going to turn this into us being like the, all those horrible school shooters, you know, even though like we're doing this good thing, right? They're getting ve they're getting revenge on this doctor who took advantage of at least one kid, maybe multiple kids. They they know that they're going to be spun, it's going to be spun in a way just like interesting right and of course he's not there so they go and then kevin has the the thought of like how hypocritical he is now that like he's always been posting the anti-gun stuff and now here he is with a gun about to kill somebody very very funny again highlighting another how just intoxicating guns are how adding a gun to a mental health crisis is just never a good idea and is because it's so accessible in this country, there's nothing to stop it from happening. You're never going to prevent every human from having a mental health crisis, but at least you, it, every country that has strict gun laws has shown proof of concept that you can restrict the tools that would allow somebody having a mental health crisis to then execute multiple people. It's just, you know, this movie does a lot, I think. It says a lot without being too on the nose which I appreciate. Uh, so they kind of just spend their two days almost having fun. They go to the gun range. We see how, you know, just because you have a gun doesn't mean you know how to use a gun. Uh, we see Kevin basically miss the target as they go target shooting, uh, just completely missing the target as he's, you know, playing around with this new toy that he has. Um, they also go to their old job where they used to, the, you know, rent out, dirt bikes and there's like a dirt bike course so they start you know riding that really kind of tapping into their childhood as they're they're on this last day uh val gets injured right so they go to a gas station to get get uh just you know first aid stuff and the cashier not paying attention counting down his drawer getting ready to start a shift not paying attention so kevin goes and gets a gun and doesn't rob the place but uses the gun to get the cashier's attention because he needs some of the first aid equipment that's behind the counter and then he pays for it right so he's basically didn't rob the gas station at gunpoint but he purchased first aid equipment at gunpoint right maybe not the best but it definitely you know it's the power you have that's why people love having guns they love to feel powerful these weak people need to feel powerful somehow so they buy a gun which allows them to you know choose who they want to live and who they want to die 
and that's not something that humans should really have easy access to, uh, in my opinion, obviously. Uh, so then they go, Gerard Carmichael goes to confront his dad, who was kind of like this deadbeat dad, stole 2300 bucks from him at one point. He wants to go. Dad's kind of cleaned up his act, but never really repaid him in any meaningful way. So he goes to kind of try and collect the money. And his dad just like turns on a dime at first being very loving and sympathetic like oh i've changed i like look at you all this stuff trying to be loving but as soon as val asks him to repay him he like turns on a dime he's like oh yeah like you get out of here right get out i'm not this is you stupid are you stupid this isn't happening so then val goes to bust the steal the money out of the register gets in a fight with his dad leading to kevin knocking the dad out with a tire iron you know like they start like, it's slowly first the gun thing at the gas station, then the tire iron potentially killing the dad uh, at the, at the he works at a mechanic shop or whatever. Like, these little things start happening. Like, the snowball starts running down the cliff and it's starting to pick up momentum where they're starting to do things that, you know, you can't, you can't come back from it, right? So he gets this money from the register, not enough money, don't know what he's getting the money for yet. Uh, he then mentions that, you know, talks about how he was going to propose, shows Kevin this ring that he was going to get his girlfriend and was going to propose. But then in doing that, realized that that's not the life that he wanted. And like he just kind of ghosted her, never proposed, but never explained why he ghosted her and had this like crisis and. He goes to return this ring and he's getting all this money to go take the money to her. He finds out through a voicemail that she's also pregnant, right? So he's taking this money to her to not get the abortion, but to convince her to keep the kid because he knows how much she lights up in his girlfriend played by Tiffany Haddish, which is hilarious. Um, I guess not hilarious, but I, I, I love seeing when Tiffany shows up and stuff and trying to give her the money to keep the kid right not to get the abortion which i think a lot of people i know i, w I was listening to one review where that was their assumption they misread that situation i want to take a quick break from the show to let you all know that there is official merch for the ray taylor show head on over to inspireddisorder.com you can get t-shirts different artwork available different designs all on high quality materials in all the sizes there's also iphone cases made of biodegradable material that's right this is not bad for the environment this is good for the environment so all of those designs that are available on t-shirts are also available on phone cases designed by me sold by me head on over to inspireddisorder.com to support the ray taylor show and promote it out in the world so all of the people in your life can see that you are a fan of the ray taylor show now let's get back to that very show right now and through the course of that like as he's trying to give her the money kevin takes the the jeep right so now he's driving and goes to the lake and he's thinking about he sees the old bully with his family and he thinks about, you know, doing something. But he decides against it. He's, you know, 
listening to Papa Roach now that he's in the Jeep by himself, drinking, getting drunk, just kind of like somebody that was set into motion, right? This guy who's suffered with severe depression, suicide, attempted suicide multiple times, somebody who's experiencing those emotions in a very different way than what Val is doing. And now he's got a lot of momentum behind him in going through with these things. And he's further adding to that with, you know, drinking alcohol and all this stuff. Meanwhile, you see Val changing his opinion and reconsidering the plans and they not only are their mental state shifting where now Val doesn't want to die and Kevin is in the you know dead sprint to go through with their plan they're also it's you know represented in them literally changing positions on who's driving the car right now it's Kevin driving this outcome to happen as opposed to before it was Val driving metaphorically and literally. Now it's literally Kevin is driving the car and, and making the momentum. And despite Val trying to convince him uh, to quit. And it's, I think, you know, the way everything comes together and the way everything is like portrayed, I think it's, you know, very beautifully done. And that's when we get the flashback to kind of clarify what his therapist did. Um, you know, and seeing the therapist in being in a position to actually do good and help the kid completely taking advantage of that and damaging Kevin even more, you know, in some ways justifies his desire to want revenge, right? Maybe not the way he is intending to kill this guy but definitely uh, somebody that should no longer be working with kids who knows how many kids over you know these guys are like in their 20s now over however long that guy's been a therapist there's no way kevin was the only one right so eventually so they get to the place and it gets to a situation where he like Kevin goes in, right? Val doesn't want to do it. Kevin goes in, and he gets him on his knees, gets Winkler on his knees, and he's like, how could you do that to me? But, of course, Kevin, unexperienced with guns, as even people who own guns and have experience being put in a high-pressure situation, you are not going to function in the same way you do when you're just recreationally going to a shooting range right small things may be forgotten there are plenty of instances of police officers you know in situations not being able to get their gun out because they forget to clip it right just small things you can't find motor skills start to go down there's things that happen when you're under really high pressure situations that you're not prepared for And he doesn't take the safety off. Winkler gets the gun away. So when Val comes up, he sees Winkler with the gun. And in an effort to protect his friend, goes through and shoots Winkler. Right? Just And just like another one of these situations as they're piling up, it's like, okay, Val doesn't want to kill himself. Obviously doesn't want to go to jail either. 
like, okay, you can kind of, like, the gas station thing, yeah, there was a gun involved, but they did pay for it. Um, you know, yeah, his dad, you know, got beat up, hit with the tire iron. But, okay, he's his dad, so maybe you can... You know, the, the consequences aren't that severe yet. But now, killing somebody, even though he was protecting his friend, despite the fact that they went there to kill him, when he showed up, doctor's got a gun and doesn't know the situation, doesn't know the context, and helps his friend, as he's done in his entire life, they've helped each other. And now it's like he's gone too far. And now it's like they're on the run. And it's like, it's such a sad moment, right? Because you see that Val wants to keep living. He wants to do things right and be there for his kid. But it's the momentum, it's it's gone too far. You can't, it's, it's too, you can't stop it. It's too much momentum. And there's kind of this great, very much like a Western, this this chase. They're being chased by the cops. They end up in like this valley kind of a thing, this gorge. And the the lining of the gorge is all these cops, you know. There's tons of tension. You think maybe the cops are going to shoot them. They like, oh, we're going to shoot ourselves. And Val's like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, we got to just, right? And we see, we see it play out where Val has experienced this this whole journey completely differently than kevin where kevin is there's so much momentum the damage that he comes from the trauma that he's come from in his life the type of person he is and how he's how depression and suicidal thoughts have manifested in him is completely different in him than it is in val and val set him off in this momentum in this trajectory and kevin's not kind of you know Kevin knows where he's going and in a last moment to try and help his friend tells him it's like just pin everything on me right which is kind of if the events are going to play out the way they are and this person so damaged and going to go through with this thing still in his last moment thinking about his friend thinking of ways in which this event could be helpful to him and how he can help like friends to the very end and a brutal the way this is shot the wide angle you know handheld seeing him kill himself it's just it's like brutal to see him end it sacrifice himself to still try and help his friend like just pin it all on me right if Use this as something to benefit yourself in whatever small way you can. And just like a brutal, brutal, brutal movie, you know, brutal and just and a great illustration of how different. Just like infinitely different people are and how depression affects people differently how events of your past and trauma from your past can allow a momentum to take hold where in other people it may not, you know? <clears throat> and the movie ends, we see Val in prison alive and super happy. 
He's the, it's like years later. His kid is there. Tiffany Haddish is there. And he's like happy to be alive and to have, despite being in jail for who knows how long, at least he's got, he's like willing, he's stuck with it, you know? And, you know, it's a brutal movie that I think beautifully illustrates and touches on and examines all of those important issues in this country. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think it does an outstanding job just at, at highlighting so much of what it's, what's wrong with our society, uh, from mental, mental health awareness to mental health treatment, to guns, the social stigma surrounding severe depression and suicide and mental health. Uh, while also respecting, you know, the different ways in which those things manifest themselves in people. You know, showing how depression in one person isn't necessarily the same. You know, the suicidal and, and depression of Val isn't the same as Kevin. You know, they come from different traumas. They come from different lives. They're different people. And, you know, they handle it differently. Where one was able to pull out of it, the other one, you know, it was just too much. And a great debut for a stand-up comic in Gerard Carmichael. Super excited to see what he does outside of stand-up comedy. And also, stand-up comedy he i'm sure has more experience and knows far more people i mean depression very common trait in stand-up comedians uh suicide sadly a a thing that happens i mean most notably robin williams but also stand-up comedians like brody stevens or even sarah mostajabi uh two people that i knew i knew sarah more than brody but you know people that clearly suffered a lot in life and got to a point where they couldn't exist anymore they felt they couldn't exist anymore and it's tragic it's tragic for everybody around them and it's it's like a it's it's horrible and it's sad but at the same time a part of me feels happy for them because I know that they're no longer suffering, right? They finally ended this, like their suffering must have been so painful that to finally end it must have been a relief for them, you know? At least that's how I have to, how I choose to think of it, you know? That they are in a better place. They're no longer having to suffer with what, and it's unimaginable, right? Because even though I've, had to deal with whatever version i've dealt with it's never gotten me to the place where they were clearly and you know i just i have to hope that now that they they're they're no longer suffering right but also you never know that's the other thing that's the other side of it life is so completely unpredictable you know horrible things can happen in an instant you know, which is why people shouldn't have guns because a person's mental health can change in an instant. But also good things can happen in an instant as well. Usually bad things tend to happen. It's a lot easier for bad things to happen all of a sudden where good things, sometimes it takes a lot of time, but you just never know. And the unpredictability of life is kind of 
one of the reasons I think why sticking around is worth it. You know, it's hard, but you, you just never know. Nobody's psychic. Nobody knows the future. So you just kind of have to keep going and hope for the best. And for those that can't, you know, I just, it just, it's painful. It's, you know, it's painful, but hopefully there's some relief there, I guess. Um, but regardless, I'm excited to see what Gerard does next uh, outside of stand-up. But uh, a great movie. Tough, dark comedy. On the count of three. Really loved it. Highly recommend checking it out if you think that's, that's your bag. Uh, but I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on On the Count of Three. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment or star rating on whatever podcast platform you listen to podcasts on or on YouTube if you're watching this episode. Until next time, this is Ray Taylor signing off. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.